Hello and welcome to another episode of the Objective Podcast with myself, Alec Ogilvie, and CTO at Objective Associates, Fraser Ingram. Hi Today we are going to be talking about how to get started with Amazon Web Services, how to actually uh, get yourself up and running if it's the first time that you've actually logged on to the Amazon services. So Fraser will take us through some of that. So I guess the first thing is you have to land on a website and do something. Yeah, yeah. So the first thing you do is go to aws.amazon.com forward slash free and get yourself signed up for a free tier uh, uh, account for Amazon Web Services and uh, and kick it off from there. All right. Well, we always like free, although I guess it doesn't remain free for very long. So then what are you going to be faced with once you've, I guess, you've created an account and you've logged in? So what's the first thing you're typically going to see? Yeah, I mean, once you, once you create your account and log in, what you get is effectively the list of services that, that AWS offers or Amazon offers through their AWS program. Simply, you know, if you want to start simply, you want to get a server up and running, uh, the first thing to choose is choose EC2 uh, as, your, uh, as your service that you want to kick off. EC2 is effectively their, their, their cloud compute, so that's a server that you can get up and running from them. Okay, and if you, if you stay within certain boundaries, you can play around with that free. Yeah, yeah. So you can get a Windows server up and running for free. Uh, it's not the most powerful server, but you know you can get up and running and get get connected to it and get other right. things. So that would be useful if you're just experimenting. You want to see if this environment's going to work for you and give you the comfort that you're not going to uh, make a mess of things. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Every time I look at the list of services, it seems to be getting longer and longer. Um, but we're going to stick with EC2. Is there any other ones in there that people are worth looking at? Yeah, I mean, I guess the ones that that typically have been. Uh, seen as things like uh, S3, which is Amazon's uh, simple storage services. So that's effectively where you can store files, store images and uh, documents and things like that. So yeah, that, that's there as well. Uh, you've got Lambda, you've got artificial intelligence services, you've got a whole range of services in there. But uh, yeah, EC2, good place to start. Uh, familiar, uh, you know, get a server up and running, remote desktop to it. All right, so if, so if you go down that EC2 route and you, you choose a server, you, that'll give you all the the, uh, the memory configuration and the disk space that you can set up. You don't have to go anywhere near S3 or any other services. You can concentrate on EC2 and get a server up and running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just start in there and uh, and get your server up and running. Uh, so yeah, choose it. Choose EC2 from that from your uh, from the list of services and. Uh, Choose instances. You'll 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 come up with a menu on your left hand side. Choose instances and just press the big blue launch instance button, and that'll take you through how do you launch an instance on, on EC2. I guess though you obviously have to think about security when you're you're logging into servers. So, what comes first? I mean, have you got to set up some kind of some kind of authority or, or keys or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bit that I missed out there is what you want to do is set up uh, get. Uh, Putty downloaded onto your PC. Uh, I'm assuming that you've got you know Windows PCs here. So uh, download Putty onto your PC, and uh, when you're in your EC2 console, what you do in there is there's underneath uh, network services there's uh, generate key pair, and get yourself a key pair generated and get it saved onto your PC. That's the first thing you really need to do. Uh, there's plenty of videos on YouTube about how to do that. Um, it's far too complicated to try and explain on a podcast. But uh, yeah, get a key pair generated and get uh, get it saved onto your PC. But I guess if you're in a, the IT admin role, 
you're going to be familiar with generating key pairs and and, and using things like putty. This shouldn't be this shouldn't be a, a big challenge for most folks out there. No, I, I mean it's not it's not particularly complicated. It's 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 just a set of steps that you need to run through um, and keep those uh, keep those key pairs safe. Download this thing called Putty. Putty, you do stuff with it, and you get your key pair so that you can securely log in and out of of your instance once you've got it up and running. So, all right, so, so you're going to you're going to go into this EC2 section. You're going to launch an instance. How are you going to configure that though? How, how are you actually going to choose what kind of instance you want? So, Amazon have got a bunch of what they call AMIs, and uh, that's the Amazon Machine Image. That's effectively the you know what operating systems running on this machine and. Uh, you know, maybe maybe even what kind of database is running on it as well. So the first thing you do is when you're launching that instance, is you choose what do you want to run in that machine. You know, are, are you looking for a Linux? Are you looking for Windows to run on that? You know, maybe uh, you know Windows 2016. Uh, so in our case, you know, we'll we'll choose a Windows Server 2016 base AMI. It's just in the list. Just do a search for it and uh, pick that one. So this AMI, this image is just basically so that Amazon can effectively shift that onto the instance, the actual machine, if you like, that you choose ultimately. This is just you saying this is the type of type operating system I want. Yeah, I mean, it is the it is the operating system. It's the image of the operating system. So that's it getting up and running effectively. Right. So that's and, the base install, really. Right. And I guess makes getting up and running pretty quick then. It does, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you've elected for, let's say, Windows Server 2016. Um, you now, I guess, need to decide what type of kit you want to run that on. So is that complicated in Amazon's world? How, how do you actually choose what it is you want to run this stuff on? No, I mean, it, you know, if you want to get started quickly, choose something like a, a T2 Micro. T2 Micro is their, their kind of smallest or one of the smallest instance sizes. Uh, and it's within their free tier. So you can play around with that uh, till your heart's content uh, okay. under the free tier. All right. So they've got all these different... Instant names that don't seem to make much sense to me. So, so what, what would be a typical uh, instance type once you're getting serious? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at you know a general purpose instance. You're probably looking at something like an M5 extra large. So you're talking uh, four virtual CPU cores, uh, sixteen gig of memory in there. Yeah, so so that's your kind of typical reasonably powerful server. Right. So you're running the list and you choose something that you think is going to have enough, I guess, grunt or uh, yeah. capability to do what you want if you're breaking out from the free tier. Yeah, and the, the, the next thing you need to think about is what kind of storage you want to be attached to that server. As you're going through down the list, there's there's a, a strange column that's, uh, that's uh, called instance storage. Uh, and it either says EBS or it, or it gives you a, a, a drive size, an SSD drive size. If you're choosing, so that is either instance storage or it's EBS storage. All right, so so if you choose instance storage, this is storage that is connected to that server environment, that, that physical machine, if you like, yeah. that you want to connect that storage to. So that's the instance. You're connecting the storage to the instance. And there's various, there's, there's various machine instances that let you do that. Yeah, and the thing that you've got to remember with that instance storage is that it is connected locally to that machine and is temporary. Okay, so if you if you shut down that machine and then bring it back up two days later, then whatever data you had on that instance storage is gone. All right, so you, you can you're going to pick something that's got SSD storage 
local to that machine, which will give you great throughput, I guess. Yeah. But it's effectively volatile. Yeah. So you need to be careful that you're picking the right thing for your environment and don't assume that's going to be there as your hard disk, regardless of the, the state of the machine. No, definitely don't. Uh, don't assume that that's always going to be there from or what data is going to be on there. You'll always have that. If you've got an instance type that's got instance storage on it, you'll always have it connected, but it'll not always have your data on it from the last time you ran it up. Right, so if you're using SSD drives connected to your instance, you're always going to be wanting, I guess, some other type of storage as well. Yeah, so, I mean, you use that instance storage exactly for that, for temporary data. You know, if you're taking data from somewhere, processing it, and then you don't need that anymore, that's the, that's ideal. Uh, high volume of data, you can use it for things like, on a SQL server, use it for tempdb, um, things like that. So... It, it's temporary, but if you want to then, if you want storage that's that, that's always, you can put save files on and keep them there between shutdowns and startups. Then you're looking at the EBS storage. EBS storage is effectively connected storage that that you've got. Uh, you can store your files on. Right, but it's not local, but it's it's storage that's dedicated to your machine. Yeah, and it's connected in the same way, so it just looks like a an E drive or an F drive on, on that machine. All right, okay. So your instance, you choose whether you want SSD uh, local storage, and you probably want to top that up with EBS as well, otherwise you're going to lose your data. Yeah, yeah. All right. And this has got nothing to do with S3. The, the S3 storage stuff's totally different. No, S3, totally different. That... Totally different service, that's if you want to... Chuck stuff onto Amazon's storage facility. Yeah, so that that's access the server. Different. That's access through web services, so you don't access it through. It's not like an attached okay. drive to your machine. All right. Okay. So we pick a we pick an M5 extra large, and we we choose SSD perhaps uh, an EBS. Then what? What happens? You hit the do it button. I mean, what happens next? Yeah. So the next thing you you need to get. The instance will get launched uh, and then it will appear in your dashboard on, the, on your EC2 dashboard. So the first thing you need to do is, is figure out how to log into it. Uh, so you need to get your password for it and this is where the, the keys uh, come in handy from uh, from a few minutes ago. Oh, this is for you, this party thing? Yes. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. so you need to uh, get... So effectively, you'll see your instance on your, on your EC2 dashboard. If you right-click on it, there's a get password option in there, and uh, it takes three or four minutes. Uh, you give it your public key from your your key pair that you generated earlier, and you'll get your uh, your admin password. All right, so you use that, and you're in. You've you've now got access to your to your yeah. server. Yeah, you can now remotely connect to that server, play around with it, install some software on it, and it just looks like a, a conventional. Server, it's it's you've not got anything in there that makes it look like it's an Amazon world. It's just just like what you've always used. Just like what you've always used. The only thing, um, top right right hand corner, they tell you what kind of instance type you've got, and uh, yeah, that's it. Right. Okay. You're now getting charged by the hour. All oh, right. Okay. Well, that's, that's maybe the difference there. <laughs> Certainly, on a Windows instance, you're now getting charged by the hour for that for that instance. Something. All right. So you're into this server, and it might be free or you might be paying for it. But, um, well, actually, I'm running. I guess the next thing you have to do is probably lock it down a bit so that bad people can't get access to it. 
Yeah, so the next thing you need to look at beyond that is things like uh, your security groups, setting up your security groups. Again, that's done within the EC2 console. Um, you know, if you want to set up public IPs, set, set them up, or if you want to go a wee bit further than that, uh, look at elastic load balancers and things like that. Elastic load balancers let you do things like make sure that there's always a machine up or make sure there's always two machines up. Right, okay, I get that. And I guess, I guess as well, there must be ways in which if you haven't quite got that configuration right, you've not got enough storage or you want addition, uh, different types of storage, you can do that same thing. You can you can configure that, I should say, through that EC2 console then? Yeah, so say you're, um, you're wanting an extra 500 gig drive attached to that. You want some EBS storage attached to it. You go into the volumes section within your EC2 console, create a new volume, uh, and there's, a, there's some steps that you need to go through to attach that to, to, your, uh, to your instance. But effectively, yeah, you can go in there, say, right, okay, I want a 500 gig uh, volume, get it up and running. And then when you're finished with it, get rid of it because, you know, you're, you're paying for when you use it. So, you know, add it and then remove it when you're finished with it. There's no need. It's not like a traditional data center where you tell them you want a 500 gig drive and guess what? You've now got that for the next three years. <laughs> it, it does seem incredible that the flexibility that Amazon's built into configuring these instances and being able to, to drop out things like uh, storage when you don't need it. It just strikes me as, as, as fantastic. Ah, it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, attach storage, attach large amounts of storage for short amounts of time. Uh, use it just for what you want to use it for and then get rid of it. Okay, so, um, well, I guess, I guess that kind of covers it. Uh, I mean, in summary, if I can try and summarise that, I guess um, once you've logged in, if you're setting up an EC2 instance, you go in there, you, you, you choose the... The image that you're looking for, so typically that might be, certainly for us, a Microsoft server, a Windows server rather, and then you choose the instance, whether that's a free one or whether it's something like an M5 extra large, and you choose, um, subsequent to that, whether you want to use EBS as well, uh, in addition to any kind of local storage that you've you've actually selected. So yeah, it sounds, sounds pretty straightforward, and amongst that, of course, you have to, you have to use something like Putty for uh, generating keys. But yeah, sounds pretty straightforward. Doesn't seem like something that should stop any IT admin guy having a bash. No, I do. And if you're stuck, fire on to YouTube. Plenty of instructional videos on there. <laughs> All right. Okay, folks, thanks again uh, for your time. Uh, we'll be doing a few of these, as I've said before, so please check in regularly. And if you want to know more about what we do, uh, www.objectiveassociates.co.uk. Hopefully talk to you again soon. Bye just now.